You're listening to The Powerhouse Musician, a podcast for classical musicians to hone the business skills we need to thrive in today's classical music scene. I'm Rebecca Lane, your music studio and business coach, owner and director of the Lane School of Music and Rebecca Lane Coaching. So buckle up. Let's turn you into a powerhouse musician. Happy Monday, Powerhouse Musicians. Today we are talking about the mindset trick that I have used to achieve big things. What you call big isn't necessarily what someone else would call big. For me, these were the things that I needed to do to achieve things that were big for me. And I think that they work no matter how big your goal is. And I know a lot of you have big ideas. I know a lot of you are planning on growing your music studios. But when we are talking about achieving big things, whether it's in your music studio or outside of that personally, professionally, no matter what it is, there is one thing that I have found to be super duper helpful. I want to share that with you so that you can achieve your big things too. And it sounds really simple. Like most things are the best things in life are simple and free, but they aren't necessarily easy. And that thing is to visualize the outcome and practice seeing it. Now, this is like basic mindset information. If you've read any self-help books, if you've done any of this kind of work, you've probably heard of this before, like visualize the dream, the life that you want to have, and it will magically appear. And it's true, but I want to give you some more practical tips on how to like really flesh that out and break it, break it down. Because saying that you want something big and saying that, you know, I talk a lot about like knowing what you want and saying that you want this big thing and like creating this big life or dream or goal or whatever for yourself is one thing. And then actually doing it is quite another thing. So visualizing what you want the outcome to be has been so super helpful for me. And I want to share with you how I have done this. So let's say, for example, that you are a teacher and you want 10 more students in your private music studio. So I just want to ask the question of like, how are you counting that? Like, where does that number actually show up? Let's say you have 10 students now and you want 10 more. Where do you actually see that information come up? Like, where are you counting it? Where are you keeping track of it? For me, I like spreadsheets. So I always have this information, this data for our music school in a spreadsheet. And I can always go and count and see how many students we have at any given time. So for other people, maybe you just have a list somewhere or an email list or wherever it is. Maybe you're going to write it out. Whatever it is, where are you actually going to see that outcome? You might also think of it as like, how are you going to share that news when it actually happens? When the goal is reached, when you have those extra 10 students, are you like calling someone to tell them? Are you writing it down somewhere? Are you sending it in an email? Where is that information documented? And for me, because I'm pretty visual, how am I going to see it? That's really, really important because I want to visualize. I want to imagine seeing those 10 extra students on the spreadsheet. I want to imagine seeing it in the email or whatever it is. I I want the physical evidence that it's going to be happening. So are you going to be counting it on a spreadsheet? Are you going to be writing it down? Are you going to be, you know, talking to someone on the phone and telling or texting it to someone? Where are you actually going to see that result? And then can you visualize that? Because I think a lot of us, we do things like, you know, we make a vision board or we write it in our journal, like in a whole bunch of words that this is what we want. Or, you know, we have like a Pinterest board or something like that. All of those things are super helpful. And I recommend that you try them if you haven't already. Like that's super helpful to know, like generally kind of what you're going for, like the big image. 
but get really specific. Like, where is it actually, where are you writing down that you want those 10 students? Where are you writing down that you want that full concert or like how many people were there or like, what's the number and where are you writing? Where is it being documented? So we'll give, an, give you an example. When we were registering new students last year, so in the spring of last year, we were doing at the Lane School of Music, we were registering all of our new students for the fall, which is typically what we do and what I recommend you do if you have lots of students. So it was the spring and we had a certain number of students. I think it was around 400 or something. And we were like, okay, we want this percentage of them to re-register for next year. And that broke down to like 350 or something. I can't remember the exact numbers. But we had a number that we were going for that we wanted to make sure we're registering for lessons in the following year, the upcoming fall. And we had a spreadsheet where all of their information was going when someone registered. They fill out a form and the form put the information on a spreadsheet. And I would visit that spreadsheet daily when we were kind of putting out all of the information to the students and saying, like, you should register, it's time to register, like, get your spot, blah, blah, blah. When we were sending all of that out, I was visiting that spreadsheet I mean, more than daily. I was obsessively looking at it, constantly watching it to see how many people were registering for it. And we had that target number of 350 or whatever it was. And I would scroll down to the end of the spreadsheet to line 350. And I would imagine that they were all filled up and that line 350 had a student's name on it and that all of these students had registered. And that is such a simple thing to do. But let me tell you, it is not actually easy because doing that and imagining that you're seeing students in there takes an immense amount of courage to actually write it down. I'll give you another example. Jim Carrey, the actor, there's a story about how like before he became famous, before Dumb and Dumber, which was like his breakout movie, he wrote a check to himself for a million dollars with a date on it and put it in his wallet and carried it around with him for years. And when he finally got that deal, for Dumb and Dumber, it was for like the exact amount that he had written the check, very close to the date that he had written. And he probably had looked at that check many, many times and it was in his wallet. That was the result that he wanted to see. He was like, this is happening. It's as good as done. It's here. It's happening. And the same thing was happening when I was like scrolling through that spreadsheet and I was looking at all of those students who had registered. I was thinking, and it was getting longer and longer every time I looked because more students were registering. And I was thinking, this is what I want to see. This is where it's going to be documented. This is the result that I want. And I'm going to see it here. So where are you going to see that result? Where are you going to measure it? Where are you going to actually document that this is what's happening and that's what has happened? Only it's happening in the future, if that makes sense. So you're kind of just making space for this thing to come into fruition. And this is actually, it takes a lot more courage to write it down or to do this kind of visualizing work than you would think. It takes a lot of mental energy to do it, actually. So I recommend that you try that and see see what happens and if there are any blocks that come up for you. The other thing that you can really do when you are doing this exercise is you can practice the gratitude of receiving it. So as I was scrolling through all of those students and I was going down to line 350, I was thinking, oh, thank you. And look, it's so-and-so's name. And they're coming back next year. That's so wonderful. I'm so grateful. And I was practicing feeling grateful and happy about this so that I could receive it. And that sounds like totally woo-woo. And I'm not a very woo-woo person, except that I sort of am. And when you practice thinking that you're grateful for something, it's more likely to happen. Because a lot of the times what happens is we say, I want X, but then when it starts coming for us, we're like, ooh, I actually 
that seems like a lot. I don't know if I can handle that. I don't know if I'm worthy of that. And all of these like limiting beliefs start coming up. So when you actually write it out, you make a decision that this is what you want and you practice feeling good about that result, you are much more likely to do the actions necessary for that result to come to you so that you will receive it, if that makes sense. Because so often like that result, we say we want it, that result starts coming in and we actually block it. That's that's often what happens. So practice feeling grateful that this amazing thing is happening and that everything is going according to plan and you're so happy that this wonderful thing that you had planned for is working. Practice the gratitude before you have something to be grateful for, if that makes sense, before the thing actually happens. Thanks for listening to The Powerhouse Musician. If you've enjoyed this episode, leave us a review. Your ratings and reviews help more people like you find our podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and share this episode with someone you think will love it. To meet more powerhouse musicians like yourself, join my free Facebook group, The Powerhouse Musicians. Until next time, I'm Rebecca Lane, and you are a powerhouse musician.